before you guys have a seat, I just I really just want to just pray over just our time together this morning. Um, uh, I shared this in the last service because um, it really just fits with where we're going for the next few weeks as we open up in 1 Corinthians. Um, God always equips those whom he's called. And God is always calling. And, and so the big question for, for you and for me even this morning is, is, First and foremost, do you, do you hear him speaking? Do you hear him speaking? And if you hear him speaking, what are you going to do with that call in your life? You see, for some of us, it's, it, might, it might not be going to Thailand, but it is doing something. And will we be obedient to the call in which God has given us? And he always equips those whom he's called to accomplish the purpose that he's called you to. So, Tim, I just want to say thank you for being obedient. Thank you for, uh, you sacrificed, you did. But I bet if we could answer the question, I think all of them would say it, I, I, it, was, it was worth it. It was worth it. Let's pray together. Go ahead and stand with me real quickly, if you would. Father, we, uh, we come before you. Um, Lord, we humbly come before you. And God, I've, I've already been blessed this morning, Father. God, I've, I've, I've been blessed and I've been humbled because of what you are doing. How you are working. How we can serve. How this team was able to serve these people, Lord, whom you love dearly. God, you went to the cross for them just as you did for us, Father. And God, our desire is is these these kids, these villagers, many of them, Father, Lord, who have never heard the name of Jesus, God, will come into a love relationship, Lord. Lord, possibly because of the work that had been done. Lord, we serve because you first served. We love because you first love. And God, may that be the driving force in which we do life. May that be the capacity in which we love others, Father. May we never lose sight of that, Father. God, thank you for this morning. God, I pray as we have just a few minutes left together just to open your word, God, that you will be lifted up. Father, again, we love you and we praise you and all God's people. I see that some of you are already looking at your watches and your phones. I am very aware uh, that we only have a few minutes left together. Um, the, the luxury of the second service is one, you get to sleep in, but I get to keep on talking because there's not a third service. Now, I'm totally kidding uh, this morning, kind of. Um, but uh, we're, we're literally, we, we've got just a few minutes, and I, I want to just kind of just jump right in. I really want to kind of set the scene for where we're going. Um, so if you've got your Bibles, uh, just real quickly, uh, turn with me to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Uh, as you're turning there, I just really want to kind of set the scene, the foundation of, again, where we're going and uh, for the next several weeks as we walk through uh, the book of 1 Corinthians. I think 1 Corinthians is one of the most applicable books in all of God's Word as it pertains to the church. You see, the book of Corinthians, uh, it was established as the church of Corinth. There was a man by the name of Paul 
whose name was Saul. Many of you know that story. Paul had once established this church, and Paul had moved on to an area, another area of ministry where he was uh, starting other churches, and he got word back from the church of Corinth that they were having some struggles. Uh, They were having some trials. They were having some difficulties. They were having some problems, so to speak. And so Paul, he gets word from this church in whom he dearly loves. He was one that was committed to this church and he was all fulfilling the call in which God had pursued him. And so he gets word from this church and he's obviously he's, he's heartbroken a little bit that there's some things going on there, there's some disunity going on, there's some division going on. And so this book is a response to this letter that was written to Paul. So Paul is, is writing 1 Corinthians, Corinthians. I want you to remember this is before the New Testament was all gathered together and, and put up what we have today. So there wasn't a lot of road maps. It wasn't like, you know, well, you know, let's, let's go to 1 Corinthians and, and read about how we should work through some of these problems. They're like, man, I don't know what we're doing. And some of you are like, man, I still don't know what we're doing. And I still say, sometimes I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. God, you've got you've to intervene. And so they knew Paul was a man of God, and so they're reaching out to Paul, and Paul is giving some godly wisdom so that they can navigate these difficult waters that they're going through. And there was all kind of problems going on in this. There was sexual immorality going on in the church. They were taking other church members to court, and they were suing one another. They couldn't get their problems fixed on their own. They were having problems staying away from prostitutes. And this is real life here, folks. They had problems with skyrocketing divorce rates. Some were trying to force their opinions on others. That never happens, I know. They were making a party and a mockery of the Lord's Supper. They were misusing their spiritual gifts, not to honor and glorify God, but to bring glorification upon themselves. They didn't love each other as Christ had loved them. They didn't understand the resurrection. They didn't understand the purpose of tithes and offerings. And they, it was just, it was a mess. It was a church that you want to go join right now, right? You know what I mean? Like, count me in. No, it's the kind of place you want to stay away from. But here's the thing. It doesn't surprise me that this takes place because, let's be honest, we're human. The church is full of people. And there is no perfect church. Let me say that again. There is no perfect church, but there is a perfect and holy God who His desire is to know you. Maybe you needed to hear that this morning. That His desire is is to call you. You see, Paul, as he's writing this, he understands very well what it looks like to live a life against the things of God. You say, you, you read the story of Paul, you, re, you read his life, and you think, man, there's, 
There's no way that God will love me because of what I've done. There's, there's no way that God will want to even be a part of my life because of this situation or, or whatever it is. And as, as you read the story of Paul, he was on the road to Damascus. His desire was, was to persecute the church and God called him. God met him in a moment. His life was changed. His heart was changed. Nothing that Paul deserved And you look at our lives and you look at my life, nothing that we deserve, but God pursued him in such a way. And let me ask you a question before we even read. Is God calling you? Is God calling you? 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We're just going to read verses 1 through 9 and just going to highlight and we're going to We're going to go to lunch. Is that okay? Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sothenus. I had a hard time saying that first service. To the church of God in Corinth and those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be His holy people together with all those everywhere who call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Their Lord and ours, verse 3, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God for you because of His grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in Him you have been enriched in every way with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. Verse 6, God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9 God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our. Lord. Now there's many times where Paul is is writing his letters and almost every single time that he's writing, he's encouraging the church, he's encouraging individuals. He always lets people know where he's coming from. He goes, I I just want to be up front with you. This, this, This is not really me. This is what God has called me to, and I speak of, I I challenge you, I encourage you, not not coming from me, but the call that God has put on my life and the sanctification that's taking place in my life, and I respond because of who He is. You see, Paul knew who he was in relationship to God. You see, some of us, we don't know who we are in relationship to God. And so we hear people talking. We see commercials about all of these things that we should revolve our life around. And when that relationship doesn't work or this person might hurt you or that TV breaks, that car breaks down, that house gets hit by a tornado, anybody amen? I mean, when our life is revolved around those things, 
it always drives hopelessness. So Paul always responds, I, I speak to you, I want to get to the root of this problem here. Right, let's, let's go a little bit deeper here. Yeah, you're having some problems. Everybody does. But why are you allowing these problems to fester you in such a way that these problems are controlling your actions, it's controlling your mouth, it's controlling your mind to the point where you have been ineffective in your call from God? And let me tell you something, it is so easy, it is so easy for me to get there when I stop following the call of God and when I start making it about me or I start making it about all of these things that the world just continually throws at us and tempts us and tries to drag us off the narrow path onto the broad road. And so Paul... He says, I I just want you to know that in verse 1 that I've been called to be an apostle of of Christ Jesus. You see, the apostle is just another word for a follower of Jesus. A spokesperson with inspired authority because of the Holy Spirit working in and through his life. Because of the obedience he's willing to take some risk sometimes willing to sew someone's finger up when you have no idea what you're doing okay i'm not always saying you should do that that was pretty crazy or working past exhaustion or loving that person when they're let's be honest we think they're unlovable it's forgiving this person because of what they've done to us. And here's the thing, we are not able to be that kind of person if we first have not been called by God. And when God calls us, something miraculous takes place is what God's Word. It literally opens our minds, it opens our hearts to the truth of who He is. It's a miracle. But here's what happens. Paul says, I've been called to the will of God in this area of my life. And he says, For those who have been sanctified in Christ Jesus. This word sanctification, another one of those churchy words we use a lot. Sanctification is is just a word that means we're being made more like Christ. Every day, our desire is to be more like Christ. Our decisions, the time we spend with Him, every day we're becoming more like Christ. But Paul makes a distinction here. He says, you know what, for those who have been sanctified, you're thinking, what's the confusion here? Here's what Paul is saying. For those who have been sanctified, those in the past, his question for you and his question for the church is, why is God's work that He did to save you in the past not helping in your current situation? Anybody been there before? Like, God, where are you? Why am I acting out this way? Why am, I, why am I thinking these thoughts? Why am I being so tempted? No one's going to find out if I see this on my phone or on my TV. This is real life here. This is exactly what's taking place in the church of Corinth 2,000 years ago. 
The problems will always be there, but how do we react to those problems? And, and Paul is just reminding the people, let me tell you something, God called you out of those things. He called you out of that lifestyle. He called you away from those things. So, so he's questioning somewhat their call. You see, many of us, maybe even here this morning, we have said the prayer of salvation. God, I pray that you would forgive me because I don't want to go to that scary place called hell. And we go on and we do our lives and that call on our lives never changed our hearts. And so Paul is just, he's just bringing it back just a little bit. Who are you in Christ? Church, who are you in Christ? Why are you allowing these things to bring dissension amongst you? Why are these, why are these problems controlling you? Because God is greater than that. Live in the obedience of God in your life. Let's get to the root of the problem here. You see, we like to try to put band-aids on problems that can be never fixed by those band-aids. that can only be fixed by the glorification and the holiness of who God is working in and through our lives to change us from the inside out. We try to do everything we can to change the outside. I've come to the conclusion that I'm starting to lose my hair. My wife told me the other day that my, I'm, I'm getting it like further back. You know what I'm talking about? Some of you are like, dude, it keeps going. That's only the start. So I'm going to start wearing my hair a little bit longer. Do the comb over. I've noticed that I'm not healing near as quickly as I used to. I'm noticing no matter what I do, the outside of this body at some point is going to give way. It is. And God's Word says we don't know the time or day, but we better Be ready. I had a lot more there, but it's okay. I believe God knows exactly what He's doing. Here's where I want to close this this morning. Do you know who you are? in relation to God the Father. Not not who people think you are. Not maybe even who people see you as. That title you might hold. How much wealth you might have or, amen, not have. But who... Are you in Christ Jesus? You see, when when God calls us, somehow, some way, I can't really explain it, but He He opens our hearts and our minds and our eyes is what God's literally scales come off. And it allows us to see the need for God in our lives, maybe for the very first time. And that's why we go to Thailand. That's why we go to these places. Because He commands us to go. But we, we go because we possibly get to see for the first time someone go from death to life. So someone understands that there's more to life than just this.
How's God been calling you? You see, when God calls, there has to be a response. There always has to be a response. And my prayer is, is that response would be, God, I now for the first time see you. I now for the first time see myself for who I am, and I don't really like myself very well. And I've got a temper, I've got all of these things, I'm mean to people, I'm selfish, and all of these things. But God, you sent Jesus to this earth to make a way so that when you, when I submit my life to you, listen to this, when I turn away from my old self, I stop doing the things that were bringing turmoil and all of these things that devastate. When I turn away and I come into your glory, my life is changed because of nothing that I've done, only because of what you have done through your son Jesus. And here's the cool thing. Here's what happens. When God looks, listen to this. When God sees you, He doesn't see the dirtiness, all the sin, all of the things, the mistakes you made. He sees Jesus. You see, Jesus substituted Himself for you because of the love of Father that has been impressed on your life. And He has called you. And my prayer is that you would respond, maybe for the first time. And maybe this morning you're thinking, man, this is such a simple message. This is the greatest message that you will ever hear. This is the biggest life-changing story and message that you will ever hear. But we also have a choice. We can say, God, I had don't have a need for that. As we close, I'm just going to ask you to close your eyes just real quickly. Maybe this morning you have heard the voice of God. You know that God is calling you. Maybe for many of us this morning, He's calling you to something. Maybe it's to step out and experience Him like you never have before. Maybe it's to take a step and maybe to go on a mission trip. Maybe it's to finally have a gospel conversation with a coworker. Maybe it's to go across the street. Maybe it's to start reading the Word of God. Maybe it's to start praying. For the first time. But I believe there's some here this morning that God has, is calling. And He keeps calling. And my prayer is that for the very first time we will see ourselves in comparison to God. And see our need for Him in our lives. And in that moment that we would give our lives to Jesus Christ. And that we would accept the forgiveness and love that He offers us. And a relationship that He offers us. That we can know that there's a loving God who desires to work in and through us. So Father God, we come before you this morning. God, thank you for today. Lord, I don't believe anybody's here by accident. I pray that you would use the testimony of the Thailand team, God, just to encourage us and challenge us and 
possibly even convict us, God. Lord, our desire is that you would continue to make us more like Jesus. God, that you would give us opportunities to be a light, that you would open doors of conversation, God, the Lord, that you will fulfill the purpose that you've called us to. And God, that we would be humble enough. And God, that we would be obedient and to walk in those ways. God, that we would trust you every step of the way. Even when we don't have it all figured out, Father God, that we will trust you. Lord, because your word says that you are faithful. God, we love you. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.